Today, we're talking about character building experiences, and I can guarantee every one of us, if we think back over our careers, over our lives, we can remember those times when they were tough and when we had to build a character. We didn't know it at the moment, right? Those are, you're not recognizing it when you're in it, but looking back is really where we become stronger and we grow as leaders. And so that's just the topic that I'm so excited about today. And I'm also really excited to be sitting across in person with Kristen Swanson, the president of Jute Salon. For those of you who don't know, Jute is a fantastic local Aveda salon that high-end, high customer touch experience. They're, they're doing it right. So she knows something from a leadership perspective that she's going to share with us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's so great to have you in person and, and be able to have this conversation. So I want to start with you just kind of talking to us about your journey because you have a unique, unique journey. When you and I first met, I was like, oh my gosh, you've lived like in so many amazing places. So tell us about the journey that's gotten you to this point. I'm going to start at the very beginning it. because it started out of my passion for makeup and customer service. And I convinced my parents in high school to let me have a full-time job at a drugstore where I could get a discount on cosmetics no, and I didn't customer know this part. service. I love it. And they were really reluctant because they wanted me to just have a job in the summer Right. and focus on my studies. And I was just so passionate about working at this drugstore. So they let me. <laughs> and that led to um, my passion of leadership, my passion of the customer experience and seeing the power of what happens with relationships and really caring. And then of course, my passion with makeup and hair care products led to my next step of going to the Aveda Institute. Mm -hmm. However, I was um, in a family where college was a big priority yeah. and my parents saved every dime that they had to send all of his kids to college. Mm -hmm. I went for one year and I raised my hand up and said, you know what, you're wasting your time and your resources. And I really want to go to the Aveda Institute. I promise you I'll go back to college was the conversation I had with my dad. Right. And so reluctant, very <laughs> reluctant. Yes. And so I, pro I broke the tradition, but I followed my inner compass. And I knew that the, um, the path I was on was the right one. And so I graduated from the Aveda Institute. I wanted to work for the best salon, which was Jute. Mm -hmm. And I became a stylist. I built up my clientele, knowing internally that I wanted to become a leader and a manager mm -hmm. and learn more about the business. And so thankfully, I had the experience of building up a clientele and, and really working from the ground up and mm -hmm. assisting, going through training. And then long story short, my path at Jute was about 13 years. I managed multiple locations. I helped to um, uh, build new salons. And at some point I knew I had to outgrow in Jute. And this was the conversation that I had with the owner at the time. Yeah. And so coincidentally, Aveda was expanding internationally and they were looking for somebody like me with all this salon experience. Mm -hmm. So I headed over to Japan, did not know the language and managed Moved to, your family to Japan. Yes. My husband, my husband. Oh my yes. Gosh. Yes. And so we, um, we lived in Japan for two and a half years. I managed a team of, uh, 30 to 40, um, stylists. I didn't speak the language 
but we connected and it worked. And from there, I got many other opportunities with Nevada and was responsible for distribution in Taiwan and in Hong Kong. We lived all over in Spain, Germany, London. And it was an incredible journey because I was working in a very complicated matrix organization in corporate America Mm -hmm. with many different personalities, backgrounds, values, and I was up for the challenge and it worked. And then my last stop at Aveda was back in North America, where I was head of North America marketing and all my positions at Aveda, there was never a predecessor. So I was a pioneer and in new roles. And um, it was quite the experience. Uh, And it was a dream come true. I really wanted to work internationally. Mm -hmm. And then I hit a point at Aveda where I knew that I had all these gifts and all these lessons and all of this experience that it was time for me to close that chapter, open up a new one. Mm -hmm. I returned to Jute and now I'm, I'm taking all of that experience and running Jute. I just love your full circle story. It's funny. Right? Yeah. And, and, and here's why. And I, Kristen got an advanced copy of the book. And so we were just talking about that too. But this is part of, of the book is that mm-hmm. when you left Jude, it wasn't because anything was wrong with what right. you had done up to that point. You went to Aveda when you left Aveda and you decided to shift again. Nothing was, it doesn't diminish everything you had done because you want to leave or you want to change. And I think so many of us look at that and think, well, if I stop being an accountant, like that's my identity, like that means everything I've ever done is wrong. And we have to stop thinking about it that way is right. You see it as it's just, it was another step and it doesn't always have to be the same step as before in the exact same path. Correct. That's what I think is fascinating about it. And you can come full circle. Exactly. And look at it from a different perspective. Yes. So throughout this journey, right. If you had to think about what is a superpower that you have that's really helped you get to this point in your success, what would it be? Individualization. I, I go to strengths finders yeah. and, and that's one of my top strengths. And the way that I describe it or how it connects with me is that I was able to succeed in many different countries with many different personalities because I love to know what people, what ticks with people. And I love to look at their individual gifts and their experiences and really help them to harness and grow. And so it's not easy though, right? Because there's so many different personalities. There's so many different um, ways of of working, especially in corporate America. Mm -hmm. But I, I utilized and harnessed this strength in a way where I was able to build relationships and really, I believe, build teams and pull out the best in right. team members. Well, that explains to me why the culture at Jute is known, right, for the culture that you have, because I just read an article where Forbes um, was talking, they collect exit interview data, right, from all industries, all, you know, and they kind of compile it. And the, one of the top three reasons people leave companies is a lack of an ability to use my strengths every day. So we talk to leaders about that's the hard work, that individualization, because it's so much easier to one size fits all it lead the way I would want to be led. Right. But which doesn't work for everybody. And that piece that you're doing is that individualization is what keeps people there. 
It is. What's interesting about individualization, though, can be there's always a double edged sword, oh, right? With course. your strengths, right? And right. so the, the other side of it is that it can be appear, it can appear that a leader has favoritism, that they're customizing, yes. you know, but at the end of the day, I think that we all know that there isn't a one size that fits all. I mean, right. to make, to make, uh, to bring out the best in people, it has to be a, a unique recipe. It does. And some people, depending on where they're at, they need more of your time or less of your time. And, you know, I've had that conversation with leaders and they say, how do I talk to my team about that? This approach that I'm taking, that's more individualization is just tell them, I'm going to meet you where you're at. And Susie needs more of my time because she's got this experience or she's trying to develop this piece and, and Sally doesn't. Right. And have, but let them all know that as a group. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. So if you see me spending more time here, that's why precisely and here's what we're trying to I mean it's just being open and honest because Correct. there is no malintent when you're doing it but if we don't address it that's where the stories start to play out right people so I love that okay I literally feel like there's 17 topics that you and I <laughs> can talk about today but we're going to try to focus on one okay so today we're talking about those experience in life right that challenge us but are also character building so you 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 love this concept this character building through experiences talk about how you've used that and how this has helped you kind of in your journey. Right. So as I mentioned, you know, at, especially at my, my uh, experience in corporate America at Aveda, being in positions that, um, or departments that were newly formed under my leadership, there were a lot of um, people that I worked with that worked under different leadership styles, different teams, we merged teams and I ran into situations where people either wanted my job or mm-hmm. they, um, they didn't necessarily, they, they felt like they were put into a place that wasn't their choice because of, of different right. structure changes. Mm-hmm. And I ran into roadblocks that I had never run into before as a leader. So what mm-hmm. I did is I went out and got some coaching and mentoring, which I'm a huge advocate of. Yes. And one of the concepts I learned was the fact that when you run into adversity with a team member or a peer or a colleague, view them as a character builder. And so my coach had told me, you know what, Kristen, you're running into all these character builders. They're, to, they're making you stronger. It's happening for you, not to you. Okay. And that struck me. And so from there, my approach was to be, again, very transparent and say, look, you know what? let's have a conversation and just put everything out on the table, which I've seen so many leaders shy away from and not do. It's very hard, Mm -hmm. but when I've done it, the magic happens. Yes. Because you're both human. Yes. And and I, I say this to leadership teams all the time or leaders is there's no way your people are showing up every day with malintent. It's not possible. Now, maybe you have one, like we should be able to weed them out pretty quickly, but it's no, there's no way you and whoever the other person was, were showing up every day. Like I'm going to make sure I, that just doesn't happen as humans. We are not wired to hate. Correct. We are not wired to be that way. And so it's communication. It's just being able to say, I think we got off on the wrong foot or you don't really know me. I want to know you better because then you're going to trust me, but that's hard. It's much easier to just go home and complain about the person at work or complain to everybody else at work, right? That's what most of us do. 
Correct. And it takes time, you know, so there's leaders that don't want to invest in the conversation. They'd rather tick the boxes and get the stuff off their task list or their meetings versus having the conversation of building trust for 30 minutes to a half an hour or an hour. And then momentum starts. Right. And I would not call them leaders. Right. And the ones that don't want to. And that's you and I were talking before we started here is, you know, about our business and the growth we've experienced last year. And it's truly, truly because what we've been saying for six or seven years, people are finally listening is that we have to prepare our leaders to be like that, right? I'm a maximizer. You're an individualizer, right? And in, in strengths finder terms, I'm good at putting people. And I talk about my strengths a lot because I'm like, I own them. And I know I'm really good at them is I can walk into a room. I can meet a group of people and know who's in the right seats and who's struggling, right? And it's different than your individualization one but yet they can still be used as strengths to build those people and build your team. So it's leveraging, maximizing your own superpowers yes. to figure out how to be the best leader you can possibly be. I don't have to lead like you lead, right? I have to lead authentically like me. And that's what the best leaders tap into is they just, they know thyself and they can use it, right? To, to do good with everybody around them. So this is, gosh, this is such an important reminder for everybody. Um, What's, can you remember specific situations where you've had to lean on that character building approach to get through a tough situation? Like, do you use it all the time? I I use it all the time. You're like in the past 24 hours. Yes. (laughs) In the past 24 hours. Absolutely. No, I think, I think one of, um, I'll share, I think the, a really impactful one, you know, I shared my story that, that I didn't go to college and in my career, I have managed Harvard grads. I've worked in teams in Japan where the majority of the brand team graduated from Sophia, which is an Ivy League, um, you know, comparable. And so there was there were moments where it was almost like, let's vote her off the island. Right. You know, one, um, she's a foreigner. Another, she doesn't have the background that we have. And so in those types of situations, and I think all of us experience it in some sort of way where we feel less than absolutely, or maybe we're in the wrong place at the wrong time and self doubt just starts to be the the most it does. It does. And so in those moments when I've thought of, okay, this is a time for me to build my character. Once again, I've sat down and had the conversation of, you know what? I know that I have a gap here, but you have a, a, a different way of approaching it and different gifts. So I'm going to call it like it is. And mm-hmm. I don't have what you have. However, right. here is, here's what I can offer and right. through my experience and through my knowledge. And then the, the conversation starts, then the ideas and the brainstorming and, and the relationship and really understanding why respect. both of us right. can add value. Right. From different mm-hmm. perspectives. And it, we've been talking a lot lately too, about diversity. And, and when I say diversity, I, we are not experts in DEI. It's right. not, you know, socioeconomic and sexual orientation and, and color of your skin. I'm talking about diversity of if a leadership team is all from Harvard, it doesn't matter what color their skin is. They aren't diverse in terms of how they think and their experience is likely. Yes. Right. And that's, that's all I can think of is what you're talking about is the best organizations understand your life experience was created because of many of the things that are different about you, where you grew up and right, the color of your skin, that absolutely factors in. 
but the inclusion piece, the ideas and the experience and how you pull that out as a team is what you're describing. We need that we to do. be broader in organization. Another thing I'd love to share about that too, is that I think all of us have had uh, bosses, right? That maybe we haven't gelled with, right? But it's so interesting when I look back at the ones that I've had maybe a difficult experience with because our values were different, Mm -hmm. their approach and leadership was different. The two that come to mind taught me some strategic skills that I use almost on a daily basis. And so when I go back to that, you know what, they're character builders, I'm going to look at them in terms of what are their gifts. I was able to get through the muck, so to speak, right. and know that, you know what, I don't, I don't really agree with, with your leadership style, but wow, did you teach me some incredible tactics right. as it relates to business acumen? Or even for some people, you taught me some things I don't, I want Correct. to make sure I don't do Yes, because of my values. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I don't show up that way, or I don't treat people that whatever it is. Literally, this shouldn't be profound. This is where these podcasts are like, but this character building thing, you are like hitting a nerve with me right now because we oftentimes just struggle with that person at work. We struggle with our peer or our boss and there's people listening. I guarantee they're in this situation right now and we don't look at it this way, right? We, we let it wrap us up and stress us out, which does no good for anybody, Versus your mindset is just flip the script a little bit, right? Look at it instead of being stressed out about that leader, not having the same values as you find something that you can learn from them. Absolutely. And know there's a season of them being in your life and there will be another season where you move on to something else, right? Nothing is forever. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it really is. It's profound for me. It's interesting because I've, I've watched leaders um, really struggle in this area. And especially what, what I've seen them default to is trying to find somebody to commiserate with or going home and, you know, just reliving it over dinner or, and, and instead of going and investing in a mentor or a coach or just putting a, a line in the sand of saying, you know what, I'm not going to spend time here. Um, I, I, it's unfortunate the time that's wasted on um, thinking about what is wrong versus again, what can I take from this? What, what is this adverse situation teaching me? Right. It's so true because if we go home to our spouse and we're like, Oh, uh, our spouse is like, I can't believe he did that. Right. They're, they're validating how we feel because they don't want it. They love us. They don't want us to feel frustrated and they right. want to make us feel better. But if you call a coach or a mentor, they might be like, Oh, but have you looked at it from this perspective? It's a very different conversation. Very different. And you right? can sleep a lot better at night. Right. Because they've widened. They, I always say that they broaden your aperture. Yes. Right. Of the lens is they've kind of like, you had it kind of like, Oh, and then they go, well, but maybe it looks like this. I actually have an affirmation that I read every night before I go to bed. It's kind of a paragraph affirmation about, you know, I can't judge people because if I was, had been lived in their life, you know, done everything they've done, I might act the exact same way. And it's this whole affirmation and my poor husband hears me read this every night, but it's just my way of saying, I refuse to judge people because if I was in their position, I likely would act the exact same way. I don't know their story. I don't know who they've learned from. 
as a leader, right? And let's just talk about society in general right now. We need more of this. We do. We need more of just softening the edges of our judgment and saying, if I had had their experience, I would feel the exact same way they feel. I haven't, so I'm not going to pretend to, but that's where true inclusion, I think, and understanding and some of the things we're trying to get through as society right now, that's where that comes from is people being able to say, I have no idea, but I can seek to understand. Yes. So I love this. We're like all over on all different topics, but I, 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 this is so great. Why do you think leaders, right? And you manage a lot of leaders you have over the years. Why do you think some of them struggle with this, with looking at it this way? I think you hit on a really good point. I think part of it is society. Mm-hmm. I think another aspect is, you know, how people grow, grew up, right. you know, what, what were the conversations at the dinner table when they grew up, you know, mm-hmm. um, was there complaining about bosses? Was there, you know, however, if, if, if you fast forward and, and think about just the individuals, I think the struggle is the fact that they just, really haven't surrounded themselves by other individuals that they can emulate and evolve and challenge them to grow. I think it's so easy to get stuck in, in our habits. Um, And I just, I think about how I can get just, I can flip a switch and and get revived by just a simple five minute podcast or a video or a book or a quote, you know, but it's, it's knowing as a leader, we have to constantly refill and how do we do that? And how do we get over the roadblocks? And that comes down to a lot of self understanding and knowledge of who we are as individuals and investing in ourselves. Right. And in recognizing, I think when you're in that, that place of everybody's kind of agreeing with you, right. Or everyone's validate. That should not be a good place it's because not. you've got to have someone, something, whether it's something that kind of shakes you out of that. And I think that's probably a good litmus test, litmus test for a lot of leaders that are listening is if you're in there, you're feeling that way right now, or everyone around you is validating the way you feel, should you be looking elsewhere, right? For a different perspective. We talk, I talk a lot about shifting your perspective. So if someone is listening, I want your advice on what they want to get better at this. They, they want to be able to, you know, get their mindset right around this. Where do they start? What would your suggestion be? I think that the first step would be to identify a challenging situation at work. So let's just say it's a team member and you know what you've, you've had this silent agreement, so to speak with this team member that you're working the way that you've always worked and you know, it needs to change. And I would identify and just take it doesn't take a lot of time, but I would identify what have you agreed to? What and what do you want to change? And I would simply have start having a conversation with that individual. It's starting to open up and having the real conversation with your team members or peers where you can focus on the work. You want to focus on the work. You want to be as productive as possible and make an impact, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever the challenges where you're not gaining momentum or you're not able to achieve what you need to achieve, mm-hmm. I would, I would lay it all on the, on the table and, yeah. and flex the courage muscle. Right. So you took the words out of my mouth and muscle. That's what I go to is that first one's hard. The second one's hard. I don't think they get easy at any point. They don't, but you build the muscle mm-hmm. to where you're like, 
you know, that last one didn't go that badly. Like it was scary to do it. Mm -hmm. And then it actually went really well. So you're training your mind to say, Oh, pull that file up. That's not, that wasn't a bad situation last time. Let's do that again. But you have to do it. You have to do it. Right. You have to use, like you said, flex the muscle for the muscle to get stronger. And I think it's also important, you know, we're not, we're not trained to let individuals know what we need, you know, and having the confidence and saying, you right. know what I really need um, for this relationship to have honest conversations or I need and expressing yourself in a way that's assertive, but caring, you know, I need this. What do you need? Let's get it. Let's get this out. Right. And they, they, I mean, they say that's exactly how you're supposed to talk to people is to talk about it, how it's affecting you not what they did or what they, because immediately defenses go up, right? So the opportunity to keep the dialogue open is to say, here's what doesn't feel good for me, right? Or here's where I'm at. And then hopefully it opens the door for them to have that. Seriously, you, you, I needed this today. (laughs) I needed this today. Um, And, you know, another thing that you mentioned that I'd written a note down is I, because it's, 9 30 in the morning and I've already had this conversation with the leader is that idea of really pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with especially right now especially where we're at in our world like what you're listening to who you're listening to who's around you and what effect is that having on you because we have the choice right I had, I had this conversation with the leader this morning already saying I don't know if that's a room you should be in anymore like I think you've outgrown it I think you're better and here's what I think is happening is you're just getting sucked back to that level, right? And it they can't see it. Sometimes you need someone else, which is a coach or a mentor or something like that, to, to be able to say that to you mm-hmm. and really say, I think you need to find some other outlets, right? Find some other areas where you're go- you're getting filled up, whether that's people or podcasts or books or whatever it is. But I think that's a good gut check for everybody to right now to say, who are you listening to? What noise are you letting in? Absolutely. It, that reminds me of um, one unique experience through all this in the last mm-hmm. year is that during one of our leadership calls, we talked about burnout. burnout. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would have never dreamt of spending an hour on, on a team's call talking about burnout with a leadership team. Oh, it's real. <laughs> right? Before, yes. before the right. pandemic. Right. And, and I mean, because everybody has been at certain points. Right. And during that, that call, we did talk about who do you, who do you spend your time with or who do you go to again, along this, the same theme, but talking about it with your leadership team is really important because a lot of times, you know, they're going to each other and it's opening up the doors and saying, look, you know what? You might be having sidebar conversations here as a leadership team, but today we're opening it up. So let's get everything out in the open as a team. Right. And so we trust. can be, yes. So we can be peers for each other and coaches for each other. Right. That's what we tell our leadership teams all the time is you guys are here to help each other identify blind spots. And you have to be telling each other, helping each other through those times, good, bad, everything in between. And that's what a true leadership team is, right? It's a group of people that trust each other and have each other's backs and the best intentions. And when I stumble or I do, I say something, you know, that comes across to them is they trust me. Right. And they, they know that's not who I am. Like I'm just having a day. Right. Right. Or whatever. Like that's the leadership teams we need to be driving in our organizations. Absolutely. And many are not at that point. So I love hearing that story. And it just, again, 
perpetuates through your culture and your customer experience. So people can feel it. They can. Okay. So if, how can people connect with you personally, if they want to know more, how can they get information on Jutes and other services and other things? Like give them the, give them the deets. I love that. All right. (laughs) So you can connect with me on LinkedIn and that is Kristen Sutterberg Swanson. I'm on Instagram as well. My handle is Kristen Olive Swanson and jute.com. You know, I mean, I encourage anybody to visit us at jute.com, but connect with me in any of those ways. And I'd be happy to expand on any of these topics and conversation. Yeah. Thank you for being here and for sharing your wisdom. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. It has been so fun. And I look forward to many more conversations between the two of us on all sorts of topics. I can tell. Yes. And to the listeners, you know, uh, this continues to just be a podcast that's meant to shift your perspective just a little bit, right? Every day we have the opportunity to make choices, to listen to things that are going to fill us up, that are going to challenge us and make us think differently. And that's what I want this podcast to be. So I know this conversation today was something because it definitely had that shift happen for me. Um, And I just continue to be grateful for all of you being part of this community. Thanks everyone.